Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. Today's broadcast comes from our most recent MetaStrategy Digital Symposium. The topic is Building Resilient Digital Supply Chains, and the conversation featured Gurmeet Singh, the Executive Vice President and Chief Technology Officer and Chief Information Officer of Big Lots, and Gary Desai, the Chief Information Officer of Discount Tire. The gentleman who led the conversation was MetaStrategy's Vice President and Central Office Lead, Michael Bertha, who joins me now. Mike, welcome and great to see you. Thanks, Peter. Always great to be on the show. Well, as I mentioned, the topic is building resilient digital supply chains, Mike, and certainly a topic of great relevance and, if anything, becoming more complex in this uh, day and age as, as, as 2022 wears on. Uh, but I'd love to hear in your own words as to why you thought this was a relevant topic for our digital symposium. Yes, more important than ever. Not long ago, supply chain was a topic only brought up if something went wrong. Now a standing topic for boards and often a standing topic at the dinner table. Many customers tried new brands for the first time during the pandemic because their go-to product or brand simply wasn't in stock. And this really pushed organizations to think differently about supply chains as it really became a limiting factor to top-line growth and maintaining customer loyalty. Thanks for that overview. As I mentioned also, the conversation featured Gurmeet Singh of Big Lot Stores and Gary Desai of Discount Tire. Talk a bit about why they were good representatives of the topic. We wanted two executives that are very close to the consumer that could speak to the importance of a strong supply chain to maintain a consistent customer experience and by extension, maintain customer loyalty. Gurmeet, a major thought leader in retail for some time now, previously leading large retailers such as 7-Eleven, large divisions at Capital One, and currently leading Big Lots stores, a community retailer operating 1,400 stores in 47 states with an undeniably complex supply chain. And Gary Desai at Discount Tires, very close to the consumer in a retail automotive setting. Prior to Discount Tires, he served in leadership roles at Honeywell's Consumer Product Division, as well as managing major supply chain functions at GM. Needless to say, a man with a wealth of knowledge colored by leadership experience at some of the world's best companies. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Cisco, and the company's chief information officer, Jackie Gushalar. As we enter a time of hybrid work environments, Jackie wanted to take a moment to share how companies can stay ahead of this emerging trend and make informed decisions on the future of work. Jackie, over to you. Hi, this is Jackie Gushalar, SVP and CIO of Cisco. Today, we're at a unique time in history with the ability to redefine work. Work is no longer where you go. It's what you do and how you do it and it is powered by the convergence of people, technology, and places. It's permanently reshaping expectations of both employees and employers alike. To navigate this changing landscape, Cisco's Hybrid Work Index can help you make informed decisions by providing global insights on people's preferences, habits, and technology use in the era of hybrid work. It's based on millions of global data points and insights to help you win the war for talent, accelerate your innovation, and enhance business safety and security. Search Cisco Hybrid Work Index to learn more. Thanks, Jackie. And now on to our broadcast. Well, without further ado, let's get to our conversation, Building Resilient Digital Supply Chains, featuring Gurmeet Singh of Big Lot Stores and Gary Desai of Discount Tire in conversation with Meta Strategies' Michael Bertha. Thanks, Peter. We've gathered a great panel of retail executives who experience these challenges firsthand. So Gurmeet and Gary, welcome to the, the virtual stage. Thank you. Hey, Gurmeet. thank you, Michael. 
Gamit, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you're the chief information officer and chief technology officer at Big Lot Stores, $6 billion retailer with over 1,400 stores across the United States. As we think about building resilient and digital supply chains, you can't go very far in that thought process without thinking about data. Uh, I was wondering if you could start by sharing your view on the role of data in building resilience in the supply chain, both from a foundational perspective and then maybe sharing some ways that data can be used to, to create advantage. So, hey, uh, thank you, Michael, and thank you, Peter, uh, for having me on this panel with such esteemed digital and technology leaders. I mean, I mean I, I'm always impressed by, uh, by the group um, in terms of how you guys are keeping a pulse on the market and the technology and trends and how that they can shape the future for the company. So, so thank you. I, I know you started off talking about the pandemic and the supply chain. And I heard this morning that Wall Street Journal actually had an article that said, supply chain ate my lunch. Which is, which is where we are in these days. I mean, it's, it's, it's the age of what I call predictable unpredictability. And the question, the question you asked around data, I mean, I have to sort of travel back to my early days of my experience at FedEx. And I still remember Fred Smith's quote when he said, you know, he used to say to the team, the information about the package is more important than the package itself. And, and that's what you see right now in terms of data, because this is, you know, if you think about supply chain, you know, goods are moving from a manufacturer to a customer. What I call through is a series of supply chain elements or call it blocks. And each block is generating tons of events. And I'm sort of now talking in more tech speak, but sort of putting the things together. Um, and they're generating data. And that data is what makes you build a resilient supply chain because resiliency is nothing but being able to pivot, being able to change when the conditions change. Um, and we are seeing that, you know, as we, as we are able to process that feed of data from different elements, all the way from when the element left your manufacturing plant to the loading uh, or in the container to the loading dock, from there to the ship, to the unloading, from there to the warehouse, from warehouse to your stores, or directly to the customer, everywhere data is being generated. Um, and we're seeing tons of like uh, startup companies and other companies coming in and providing those elements of supply chain visibility. So there's one element of what I say is capturing that data that is coming out from all these places and the ability to process that data. Again, all technologies are helping us do that. And the second element is layering in the decisioning on top of it. Like, how do, you, how do you change? How do you make fast decisions of, hey, I think this place is going to be congested. I, I, maybe I can divert it here. Maybe I can divert some of my stuff from here. It impacts not only that piece, but it also impacts store operations. You know, when the truck shows up in the store, you have to have extra labor to go offload it. But if you, if you can't predict, you know, it all adds up to, you know, cost, customer satisfaction, and all of those things. So I feel like, data becomes a very, very critical part of this whole equation. And not just data, but also decisioning and the modeling on top of it uh, is what helps you create a resilient supply chain. It, very well said. So aggregating, contextualizing, and then applying that data to influence your decisions. Uh, very well said. Um, Gary, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn over to you now. Um, you're the chief information officer 
at Discount Tires, the largest independent tire and wheel retailer operating more than a thousand stores in the U.S. Um, thank you again for, for, for joining us, Gary. Hey, th thank you very much for inviting to speak. Um, appreciate yeah. it very much. Yeah. Great. Uh, so we know building a resilient supply chain is not a goal that is solely driven by one function or one executive. It's the result of several functions and several executives of an organization working together. I was wondering if you could talk about the role of the CIO in building a resilient supply chain as you see it, and maybe talking about some of the key relationships that are important to nurture as the CIO to get those ultimate supply chain outcomes. Um, yeah, thank you, Michael. You know, uh, relationships are key and, uh, and a company like Discount Tire, right, is a very different culture. It's very employee focused. But the other thing uh, that is important about Discount Tire, it's a private company. And one of our operating philosophies is speed of trust. I mean, I mean, we, we use that book, we use the philosophies in it and we follow it. So building relationships becomes very important for a CIO uh, to do their job right. Now, in terms of supply chain and how we look at supply chain, our whole focus of our whole company is driven by customer, right? It's the customer experience and the employee experience. So you see behind me the, uh, the store the layout, right? The, the, uh, the most important relationship really is with the chief customer officer, the CXO, who, for, who in our uh, company is responsible for the, for the customer experience and the employee experience. Now, the product department, which is the tire, right, who source the tires and the supply chain, how the logistics all reports into an, another individual, the chief product officer, okay? Now, the, the outcomes of a supply chain are really servient to the customer experience and the employee experience. So in our context, the CXO you know, kind of sets the vision out on what how the supply chain will deliver, you know, uh, how it will help our customer. Do you want one day service, two day service, or will we take deliveries during the day where the employees are going out in the heat and throwing tires? All that stuff is delivered by the CXO and the CPO. The chief product officer is a servant to this. As IT and the CIO, it's for me then to serve both those masters and to build relationships with the CXO and the CPO uh, becomes becomes very very important uh, to have that supply chain you know supply chain systems properly lined up. I'll tell you one more thing. Uh, we also meet with the CEO of the sub, the supply chain software. I just had a meeting with him yesterday. So we work at a, I work at a CEO level with the software provider to make sure that their technology, their systems, all that kind of stuff is going to work well for us now and in the future. And the other thing we always do is try to do two in a box. So when I meet with my IT vendor to build more relationships, I take my business counterpart with me. And, and that builds more relationships, gives you a better product and a better service. Great, very interesting, Gary, I think chief customer, chief product, and then even working really closely with the key vendor partners you have to bring that supply chain to life. Really good. If I go back to you, Gurmeet, you, you kind of mentioned it a little bit um, in, in the first question, um, the importance of ecosystem and working with possible uh, other members, whether that be venture capitalists, 
startups, working with peers. Could you talk a little bit about how you see the role of an ecosystem fitting into your overall thoughts on building a supply chain that's resilient? Yeah, I mean, you know, remember in my earlier discussion, we talked about data. I mean, and data sort of is connected to technology. And if you start sort of peeling in and it's connected to automation. And if you look at what's happening in the last two years, I would say software is basically turning the supply chain from a cost center into a profit center, because if you have the right data in your hands and you know how you can sort of manage things and, you know, you know, that's where merchandising and you know supply chain teams work together and along with technology. And what 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 that has done is is actually then created a lot of flux of money and interesting startups that are in, you know are digitizing all aspects of the supply chain and and sort of to build this ecosystem of relationships from warehouse automation to visibility to managing loads to transportation management solutions to to digital freight marketplaces and you know Uber-like marketplaces, and you know, Uber has done that, and and you know, there are a couple of other companies in this space. I mean, I was looking at some numbers just to give you a sense. Like, if you look at Crunchbase, um, last year supply chain management companies saw 11.3 billion in funding, um, and so that gives you the attention and sort of the sort of the ecosystem that is being created for retailers like us and for other companies to actually access. Uh, I mean, just to give you an example, like you know, on the supply chain visibility side, there's a company like Project 44, raised 420 million. Uh, four Kites, another visibility, raised 100 million. Load Smart raised 200 million. So just to look at the size of those investments tells you like there's just a lot of focus in this area. And, and, and there is a reason for that focus, as you mentioned because of the disruption and the pieces it has created. I think it's important as sort of companies look to build this resiliency in supply chain, this automation in supply chain to work with these, uh, with these firms, um, also work with established firms, you know, that are actually that, that had typical, you know, large scale warehouse management solution, uh, warehouse management solution and other pieces. So, I think that's that's where we're we're spending a lot of time thinking through that piece, learning learning from these companies, working with them, bringing them into our integrating them into our technology portfolio, to really enable uh, that kind of automation and visibility of supply chain, and the decisioning uh, that comes with it. Thanks, Kermit. It's it's almost as if you know, laying out all the different phases in the supply chain distribution, working backwards to warehousing. Um, and looking at the different players or ecosystem players that could help that hypothesis, which I really liked of shifting supply chain from a cost center to a profit center. Thanks for that. Um, get Gary, going back over to you, one of the things when we spoke before the event today, you mentioned that Discount Tires is really exploring some new business models, some new go-to market motions that could fundamentally change some of the key aspects of your supply chain. Um, I was wondering if you could quickly touch on some of those new business models and maybe share some of the areas where you really see the supply chain having to pivot to uh, accommodate those. Yeah, thanks, Michael. So, so when you look at the auto industry, right, and uh, and the buying behaviors and the, and the consumer industry, consumers, right, the new generation of folks. Today, if you look at the store, there's a store right behind me. You will see the glass 
where all the sales is done. So people walk in, you know, they'll talk to the salesperson and, you know, you get a slap on the back and they sell you four tires. And then the car is, you know, the tires are put on in these three, three bays that you see, that's where the change is done. As you look at the auto industry and the buying behaviors, right? First of all, a lot of fleets are getting more and more powerful. Right, all the you know you're going to have a lot of cars moving from a regular consumer to fleet customer. Secondly, the new generation of buyers, they are more mobile. They use their phones a lot. You know, if you, our kids will always use the phones a lot, and they like planned appointments. Right, they like to go to the phone, browse through the mobile, make an appointment, and then come in and out. That's where the buyer behavior is going. The fleet, obviously, it's all appointment-based. You, know, you have walk-ins. So, so the whole concept of this store in the future needs to change to an appointment-based planned visit model rather than a random walk-in model. Okay, That then changes the whole concept of the store where the glass goes away and all the activities that are done there become digital the sales, the choosing of the tire, the customer, the appointment, all that becomes digital. And then the customer walks in with an appointment all ready to go and in and out of the bay in 20 minutes. That requires a different footprint for the shop. Okay, it's half the footprint that we have, half the people that we have, you don't have all the sales people. And the supply chain implications are really interesting because now it's planned for a day. You know, the exact plan for the day and you're going to need daily deliveries compared to what we have today is we have a lot of stock in the, in the store and assortment to choose from. Here it's going to be all planned for the next day. Those are done, delivered at night, in the morning, in a, you, you start, start, start fixing customer. Next day, a new set of tires arrive for that day's plan. It's a totally different supply chain model uh, with daily deliveries, you know, daily deliveries, local suppliers, very, very different from a crosstalk way of operating that we operate today. So a lot of changes need to occur to the, uh, to the supply chain to accommodate that kind of a model compared to what we have today. But it gives us a lot of opportunity, right? It makes us competitive in the future, both in terms of cost, more desirable to do business with, happier customers, entering into dense market like New York, where the real estate is at a premium, you know, you can't put big shops, can with half the footprint, um, you know, and it's just going to be very exciting. So a lot of technology development I'm doing to support those kinds of models. And you will see something unfold like that in the very near future. That's very interesting, Gary. Well, Gary Desai, Gurmeet Singh, I really appreciate the time today. Always very interesting to hear from you guys. 